and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz, and I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. What's up? You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. Hey, I'm back after a week off. <laughs> what? You didn't have a week <laughs> off? You didn't, didn't take a week, a week off. Sorry. Never <laughs> no, we had that big show with the underdog people uh, last right, week. That's you, right. You, that's yeah. Right. But uh, <laughs> but no, Jeremy, you had some uh, fun time with your family, right? So, hey, aren't you? Are we, it was your birthday. That's why you were gone, right? Yes. You said it yes, was a surprise was. trip. Yeah, it was my birthday. My wife uh, surprised. Yeah, because we have a vacation coming up. Like, she just surprised me out of the blue. Um, yeah, so that was fun. I, I hated to miss you guys and, and work and all those cool things, but it was <laughs> fun to spend time with my family and not have any responsibility. <laughs> yeah, well, we're really going to miss you this weekend in Canton. Um, that, I'm going to miss you guys. That's the yeah. thing that 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 would have been bigger. Um, but still, we Bummer. might figure out a way to get you to call in on one of the shows we do while we're in Canton. Um but so, Sounds hey, good. there is so much. I, I cannot remember the last time that I've seen a show sheet that has this many pages on it for us. <laughs> usually I, um, usually yeah. our show sheet has like a couple lines and then we just wing the most of it. But I can't believe how much stuff is on here. So before we jump into all this news, why don't Shane, tell everybody about our sponsor, Underdog, who was our guest last week. Oh, well, Underdog wasn't Andrew Mackens was, who works for Underdog. I don't think Underdog's a person. Um, I didn't mean were, Underdog. If, if it was a specific person, um, <laughs> if you sign up for their Underdog uh, Fantasy.com uh, website uh, using the promo code TRADESHQ, you get $25 for signing up. Um, and that's a really cool idea because right now they have these puppies, um, which are $5 slow drafts. Um, I think top prize is a lot of money, whatever, go check it out. But basically you could sign up using promo code trades HQ, get $25 and go spend all that on five puppies. And in no time, I'm sure as soon as the season's over, you'll win um, that puppy. And then you'll want to send me money for sending you that way for us, <laughs> us. We'll, we'll split it three ways. Three I, ways. I don't know how many uh, uh, best ball drafts I did that night. Even after we did the show, I went on and, and spent a little bit more money in there. But, uh, but yeah, when whenever you say underdog as a person, I always think of the Howard Stern show with underdog lady. But um, how is it that there's news and stuff and we have Wentz as the number one thing as usual when it comes to any kind of news? It's just – look, I mean – it's Wentz has been quarterbacks are important. Quarterbacks are important. So I'm just, you know, it came out today that Wentz is on track. Apparently he's trending towards playing in week one. Um, and the first thing I thought was you mother, you screwed me again. You son of a bitch. Um, Cause you know, I, I basically anywhere I could, I got out of him. I, I moved him or I, I, you know, got another quarterback in uh, leagues cause I had him in a lot of leagues. Um, Heading in the last week, he was my most owned player, um, my most rostered really? player. Excuse me. Yeah, he's now down the fourth, um, fourth most according to Dynasty Planet. And Dynasty Planet, whoever runs that site over there, if you want to throw me some bucks for mentioning your f-ing site on time on the show, go for it. <laughs> but yes. anyway, long oh story God. short, Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, um, which is just as important, frankly. Um, for Jonathan Taylor's prospects, at least, um, are both apparently trending towards coming back in week one. Um, so it looks like he'll be on the low end of that five to 12 week spectrum. 
Wasn't that just like two weeks ago that you mentioned mm-hmm. both of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I look five to 12 weeks is a pretty broad spectrum. You know what I mean? Usually it's like, oh, four to six weeks or two to four weeks. They went with an entire, well, it, it could be a month and a week or he could or- just be gone for four months. <laughs> um, so they went pretty broad on that. And you know, what's funny. I keep hearing it on the radio and people talking about it and it, it never really sunk in that, the preseason's only three weeks this year. So we're we're looking at what three weeks away till football starts already? Because <laughs> preseason yeah, starts man. this weekend, right? So there's only three weeks left. Already started. Dude, I mean we had the whole thing game. Uh yeah, I know, but people Eagles play tomorrow. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So we have like real games this weekend, but there's only three instead of the the four that we're all used to. So but you know, when you talk about Wentz, I think of you. For some reason, when I see the name Rashad Bateman, I think of you, Jeremy. So thank you. <laughs> what was what, right? <laughs> so what was his deal? What's going on with him? He hurt. He hurt himself. <laughs> Already a little down on that guy just because of landing on the Ravens. Still love that player, but you know, just kind of wondering if he's going to be able to to give you the numbers based on you know what you expect Lamar Jackson. You know how many targets he's going to give his wide receivers. And then Bateman comes up hobbled. And so, yeah, um, Shane, when we were talking before the show, he goes, yeah, he dead. He dead now. <laughs> you believe that, Shane? No, but we just look, we know how important it is for a wide receiver to hit a certain threshold in their rookie season. And it, it literally does not matter why they don't hit that unless they don't play at all. Like then it's okay. Right. All right, well, that's a start. Although I think that that might they might even fail in those cases. But either way, there's a threshold you want them to hit. I think it's at least 600 yards, maybe 700. I forget. And if they don't hit it, they're usually dead. They're for their career. They usually don't come back from it. You know, as much as we want to pretend that, hey, well, be patient. Blah blah blah. That first year is critical for a wide receiver, for a rookie wide receiver. You need them to hit. You don't need them to come out and do Odell Beckham things. But you want them to come out and do like Jerry Judy-ish things. You know, he had over 800 yards receiving last year. So that that's what worries about worries me about that because uh, Harbaugh, the coach, I don't know if it was Jim or John, whichever one he is. Um, <laughs> John. I, I do. It is funny that he he says that because even on the show sheet it just says Harbaugh. He didn't write. Yeah, John. yeah well, I'll tell you what. The reason I remember is because John is a lot more likable than Jim, and John's not very likable. There you go. So it's this hardball. He said, yeah, I I don't know how many weeks. It's not going to be months, but it will be weeks and we'll see where we're at. That, that does not sound good. Um, at all that that sounds like he's going to miss some time and, you know, hopefully it's just preseason time. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is all to be, you know, worried. No reason to worry. Maybe he'll step on the field in week two, and then it's all just don't know. up in the road. But Hopefully yeah. it is. With a groin strain, you don't know. Hopefully it's not bad because that could really set him back and then you know be, become a, a lingering issue. But if it isn't, you know, maybe he's back in a couple weeks. But like Shane said, you, you never want to see a rookie that, you know, you've drafted high. <laughs> rookie drafts have any kind of a setback. Um, you're looking at those guys hopefully get, you know, hitting the ground running, so to speak, just like season one and get somewhere. But yeah, it's disappointing. He's, on, he's my favorite wide receiver in this class. I yeah. think he's necessarily the best, but I, I mean, he was definitely up there in the top few, in my opinion. I'm, I'm disappointed too. I mean, cause I, I guess I had him in that second tier um, of wide receivers, which it was basically Jamar chase. And then, six other guys or, or three or four other guys <laughs> right. and depended on the mood. Um, yeah. you know, that's who I was drafting, but I've really had 
hide, high hopes for. Uh, I had more uh, tears. <laughs> but I, <you> know, <laughs> there was a there was that whole bundle there, and 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 I'm I'm truthful when I say that, Jeremy. That when I hear that name, that's the you're the person I think of. So I know you you mentioned it a lot. Whatever happened to that rookie from last year on that team, uh, Devin Duvernay? <laughs> like when you talk about not doing anything and disappearing, uh, did he disappear completely? Yeah. Sorry. He's he's one of the the receivers that pr- proves that rule. He didn't do anything. Miles Boykin didn't do anything in his rookie season. Um, it's just that's what happens. Like you need them to, to hit a little bit. You don't need them to come out. I said, like I said, and be Odell Beckham Jr. You don't need them to come out and be Justin Jefferson, but you need them to do better than they did with Jalen Rager last year. And um, it's funny before the show tonight, our buddy uh, Mike Finero from Rookie Fever, shout out to the homie. Um, he, he asked me, you know, dude, are you giving up on Rager? Like, you know, and I'm like, I mean, he's, he said, are you still holding out hope for Rager? So I said, well, define holding out hope. And he said, well, I have a 205 uh, on the board. You know, I could trade Rager for the 205. And I was like, I'd probably hold on to Rager in a one quarterback league. And then he listed who's available. And I said, yeah, I'd trade him for Deami Brown. So, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm out. That's funny. Well, you know, we we are going to talk about some of the rookies that we hope will make an impact in 2021 later on in the show. That was part of the topics. But before we do that and talking about injuries, you know, Michael Thomas is hurt again right now. And there was a big discussion going on in the group me chat for the Patreons for our HQ crew about whether to go out there and get Michael Thomas or not get Michael Thomas. And then other leagues, everybody was trying to grab Marquez Callaway. What do you guys feel about with that situation? Michael Thomas wants to play somewhere else. Everything that guy's done since last season makes it seem like that. I, I was joking with Shane that um, it's because his buddy, you know, his BFF Drew Brees was, you know, retiring. So he just doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, whatever. That guy it probably isn't going to be there. So, you know, next man up there. I, I still think, you know, Thomas can be a buy. It just depends. Like, um, it depends on certain things, but if he goes to another team and plays, which as long as he's healthy, he's going to do. That guy's an animal. He he's, he wants to play. I think he still has a little in the tank, but I mean that's not a guy with sort of a risk like that that you're gonna want to pay up for either. So I, I saw those guys talking about selling him. I get it. I mean, I think Shane, you're you're of that opinion too. Just get rid of the guy. Yeah, I'm. I was. <laughs> I'm not taking victory laps. You know, I was selling <laughs> on him two years ago. After his wide receiver one season, when everyone was like, he's the greatest thing that I've ever had since Jelly. And I was like, I don't know why you're talking like that. First of all, you sound silly. Um, <laughs> I thought he was I, I thought he know. was super volume dependent, of which, again, yeah, most wide receivers are. But it was just I didn't see. Look, Slant Boy is very good at running slants, um, getting intermediate passes. I, it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, he's he's basically I, I, his career arc is reminding me too much of Antonio Brown's minus the criminal activities. <laughs> just you know the crazy like all right, I'm just going to be vindictive against my own team until they get rid of me. Ways, which you know, look, wide receivers are divas. That's fine. It's just the way he's going about it. I don't like it. I don't like yeah, it. He went from a badass to being a bad seed on his own team. And I, I don't really want guys like that on my roster either that, you know, are willing to go to those links and tweet stuff and get all 
all crazy on social media aimed at their team. It's totally unprofessional. I mean, they could handle that stuff in, in different ways without airing out the dirty laundry. Um, you know, he was, we drafted him lower than most of the receivers in the class that he came in, um, to the league. And, you know, it was a value at that point because he became a, a big player for a few years, but the time to get out, you know, of owning him was, you know, before last year, evidently. So, um, yeah. I mean, in order to get a payoff, right. Cause now the price is low. And he's the, he's the poster boy for that. Like, all right. You know, if anyone ever wants to point to a reason as why you sell when a player's at his apex in price or, you know, in value, that's going to be the player people point to for the next, you know, three years. Well, and like they do with Todd Gurley. Well, remember yeah. Todd Gurley. Oh, uh, remember Michael Thomas. <laughs> I mean, that's going to ignore the context that went into it. You know, part of it is because yeah, Drew Brees retired. Um, Michael Thomas um, doesn't like New Orleans anymore because they don't let him beat up his teammates in practice, and that's kind of a thing he likes to do. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it wasn't enough to just torch all the defensive backs, you know, be open, catch the ball. He had to take it like further and further, almost like, you know, uh, middle school football tactics or something at, you know, that level of football. It's just silly. Yeah, but he's yeah, he's going to be the poster boy for, you know, this is why you sell high. But, you know, each case is a, it's like a snowflake. Some of they're different, you know. <laughs> It, well, he's one of those ones that I, when you talk about knowing where he was drafted in your rookie draft, um, it when you just mentioned that, Jeremy, in, in my home league, he's always brought up all the time because the guy who drafted him, he drafted him at the 203 in his, in the rookie draft that year. So he had fallen all the way to the second round. So he always says, oh, I got him in the second round. But now it's like that reverse thing, what you're saying, you know, everybody got him and now they don't want him, but I still like him, but yeah. So yeah. when you guys are talking mean, about his tech, his talent we like, but yeah. <laughs> but when you were talking about trading him away, what are you talking about with trading him away? What are you okay Boom, with? Getting? I made it. Trade alert. <laughs> what are you okay with? Did you just make one? While we're talking about it, is it Michael Thomas or are you just blowing all that off? No, I have a Michael Thomas trade oh. in one of our many trades. How awesome is that? So then, <laughs> so what did you do? <laughs> um, so I've labeled this trade because I got to get back to my roots. I haven't been labeling trades, like naming them lately. So I've named this trade Selling MT and Joe Mixon, and my league was appalled. <laughs> um, so wait, before you go on, was your league really appalled at you for what you were, did? They were offended. There were several gentlemen in the group me chat that insinuated that I did not know what I was doing. They intubated it. Um, in, intubated it. Yeah, I don't you know. Intubated is Intubated. Aped. They aped it. They aped it. They pretended. They 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 pretty much said uh, that Shane is not that smart. I want to um, name this episode "Selling Michael Thomas and Joe Mixon in My League Was Appalled." That's fine. I like it. Um, so I trade it, and this is a super flex league um, in a league where, of course, I had Wentz. So I'm like, oh, I probably need a quarterback now. <laughs> um, of course, now he's fine, and I didn't really need a quarterback. So, Oh, but you I, got a much better one, though. So Shane I, creates his own drama, man. <laughs> like, like, oh, shit, now I really screwed myself up at quarterback. Now I got to get a quarterback. I mean, I think you just do this to torture yourself. <laughs> well, it wasn't my fault Wentz has got a magical healing foot. You know what I mean? Like... No, but I, I like what you did. I think it's funny, but go ahead, finish it. What did you do? Anyway, anywho, I gave up Michael Thomas, a what I consider a declining asset, and Joe Mixon, also a declining asset, for Aaron Rodgers, who's probably also a declining asset because he's only got a couple more years. But in Superflex, 
I will take the guy that's going to be a QB one for the next two years over Michael Slant Boy going to beat my pr- my uh, teammates up in practice, and I'm Dude, like, I didn't right. play here, and I'm gonna send out cryptic uh, tweets like I'm a jilted ex girlfriend, um, Thomas, and then Joe Mixon, who look, I I, I still hold, hold out hope for Joe Mixon, but we're we're going into what year four of this, and he's disappointed, or year five of this, yeah. and he's disappointed in a majority of his uh, seasons. <laughs> so hold on a second, what kind of team do you have? that it was okay for you to give away uh, a starting running back and a starting wide receiver for the quarterback? Well, first of all, Michael Thomas, not a starting uh, wide receiver because um, you have to be on the field to do that. And I don't know if you heard, he had major (laughs) uh, surgery. No, I just want to know, like, do you have other wide receivers and other running backs? That's all I want to know. Because you're saying that your your league was appalled. So they would have to have been... (laughs) I just want to, I want to see the texts and the messages in the group chat of how appalled they were with the trade. <laughs> they were um, horrified, shocked, uh, dare I say, even uh, flabbergasted. By a um, trade you made. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's, so, what's so outstanding so, about that? So that leaves me a little thin at running back, right? You start uh-huh. two to seven. I only have Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, or excuse me, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Damian Harris. Melvin Gordon, if I get in a pinch. At wide receiver, um, I'm starting Marquise Brown, Corey Davis, Michael Gallup, and Julio Jones. So either way, I mean, my wide receivers were a little thin anyway. Um, and then what are your quarterbacks? Um, my quarterbacks, with, before, prior to this trade, where Carson, my foot might fall off at any time, Wentz. Um, Jordan, I can't ever get a job, love. <laughs> um, and the great one, Kyler Murray. So now I got Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers leading the charge at my QB. I like that trade, but I tr- I changed your um your headline for the se- um selling MT and Joe Mixon in your league was appalled to trash dynasty trade offers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just he he did change the show sheet. So look, um, uh, Playing. I, see it it goes back to us talking about whatever you are comfortable with and what you want to do with your trades it doesn't matter what anybody thinks so this would Amen, be like brother. the poster child of it doesn't matter what the whole rest of your league thinks you know well, here's the thing the, the the league members that did not like the trade were wrong so that's why it matters to me they were wrong yeah when you're wrong i need you to know you're wrong. so i traded a 28 soon to be 29 year old wide receiver who's not going to play for half the season um and a running back um who is preaching yes he is a running back age apex for running backs who is yet to actually pay off on the what's a potential that we saw great job on trading him and the way the team this is built i needed another quarterback look i I, I love Kyler Murray, but he's not going to – he's not you know, it's super flex. I need two of them. I yeah. got to have two of them, Bob. Even in worst case scenario for me, Carson Wentz is ready in week one. Okay, I have Carson Wentz as a backup. That's not bad. It's my third two day. Yeah, and you need three of them actually because there's yeah, bye do. weeks and yeah. stuff. But, Jeremy, you said it with, with Mixon when you just made that comment. I th- It feels like there's a lot of players in the NFL that we always say, well, this is the year, this is the year. It always seems that Mixon is always like one of those guys He's right in the top of that list, like, oh, well, this year he'll finally do what we want him to do. Great, great athletic profile. Did some crazy stuff in college, too. I'm not talking about off the field, on the field. And, uh, like, you know, he just, he's that guy. I've never been a big supporter. I didn't think he was going to be a guy to carry the load just the way that 
he strikes me at his MO and, and damned if he hasn't lived up to that. I do still own him on one team where I couldn't trade him away. Um, I try to trade him. Um, the market was probably, well, definitely was better last year. So I'm going to probably get less than I, than I did last year, but he's just one of those guys, man, just disappointing. And, but there are people who love that guy and they, and love the Bengals. So if you can find them, but Shane, man, trading away two question marks in Mixon and Thomas for Aaron Rodgers. Man, when Aaron Rodgers is on the field, that's unequivocally a win for you. McCracken, I don't know what you're doing, bro, but <laughs> what you hooked league, up my man Shane. What league is this when you say they were all appalled? Is this a, uh, a like a is this an industry league or is it just too, a fan too league? Too legit or? too legit to copy. Um some <laughs> industry dudes, some non industry dudes. Um, not surprisingly, um Scott Connor's in the league because well, I believe we're in every league together yeah. um, by law. <laughs> um, yeah, Scott's in it, but no, you know, by the by the next day, though, I think the crowd that the I think it was the initial shock. You know, you see those <laughs> names come across the board. It's like, wow, Michael Thomas and Joe Mixon. Wow, that's a lot for Aaron Rodgers. But then, as it settled in and the dust settled, everyone came around the way my way of thinking. Um, you know, it's especially on the Michael Thomas side. More than Michael Thomas was more just, I think, uh, the shock of the fact that the guy was the wide receiver one two years ago, and now he's just a piece in a trade that yeah. I made. You know, and it's funny, Jeremy, I like the little laugh that you made with that part, you know, but uh, we, we do have a couple other trades on here. Plus, we have something with Jeremy. But before we go into the Jeremy one, I just want to say, Shane, you're talking about Superflex and stuff. The next trade on this list is you again with another quarterback. I made a trade? Yeah. And how did this one end up? I don't even know what trade you're talking about. The next one on the list where you gave up oh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick I Mahomes. Granddaddy of them all, uh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Jeremy's shaking his head. I just and, love Shane, man. He is all over the grid. I know, all over and, the and that's because, why, I, before I went under your Jeremy stuff, that's why I wanted to ask this, because we well, just because, went through that uh, whole thing about this, and then he trades away Mahomes. <laughs> because the player name doesn't matter. Who the player is doesn't matter in the league. The league, you know, what my situation is in the league is going to dictate what I need to do a lot of times. Absolutely. Now, in 90% of my leagues, probably 85%. I'm not going to trade Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, in this specific setup, uh, what's going on in this league, this was an orphan um, that I took over and, you know, made some trades and I think it was an auction. I don't freaking remember. Anyway. Well, that um, would make a difference if there was contracts and money. Yeah, Yeah, it would definitely (laughs) make a difference because what you got, it would make a difference. It was an auction. It was an auction. Um, so, like, and you know, you get the best you can out of an auction. You're, you're trying to get assets, and you're trying to, you know, get enough players to actually start <laughs> 11 players in this league. Um, so, anyways, I gave up uh, Pat Mahomes, Patrick, to his friends, and I got back uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray, who, in my mind, is a top-four quarterback as well as everyone else's, and uh, Javante Williams. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, what do you think, Jeremy? <laughs> it's fine. He got another top quarterback, and you know, and Javante Williams, uh, you know, who might become the starter in Denver. I mean, if that if that's what he wanted, I, I'm not gonna tr- make that trade. Yeah, um, but it, it depends. You know, he's starting eleven. That's you know, so Williams and Murray are both going into a starting lineup. I, I mean, I get what he's saying. I'm not moving Mahomes though. There are there are certain players that. When I have them on my roster, 
Um, and, and they're at the top of their game, like Patrick Mahomes, like Travis Kelsey was. I mean, geez, he still is. I mean, I, he doesn't block a whole heck of a lot anymore. He pretty much just runs down the field, catches everything, and scores, and he's the number one tight end. There are guys like that, sort of the the most elite players, that I'm just content hanging on to those guys. I think he got a you know, good return on that, but uh, I just have no need to move – guys like that my whole thing is to have more better players than everyone else and when i have like a mahomes um and i know they're on the same team a kelsey when i have guys like that i know i have one of the best players at that position i'm content to hold that player and 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 work on other parts but i see this you know he top four quarterback and i mean shane made a good argument for it like there's no problem with it really yeah i definitely see where shane was coming because coming from because he really does believe in kyler murray to me, the, yeah, the, the to me the one thing I I immediately think about it is that it feels like you could have got more for Patrick Mahomes is what I think. I mean, mm. Javante Williams is still a rookie that's never even played a down in the NFL, and you know I just feel like maybe did you try other people or did you only go with this because you wanted Kyler Murray? Um, that, that was part of it. Like, cause you know, when you're looking at trades, at least I, I would think I do when I'm looking at a trade, if I'm actually going to make a two for one deal, which generally I won't, you know what I mean? I'm usually the guy that's like, no, get the one hammer and then worry about the depth later anyway. But when I'm doing a trade like that, I'm like, all right, well, I need a quarterback that, you know, I need a player. The first player that I get back has to be within the same realm. Now, obviously Patrick Mahomes is QB one in his own tier. Um, Murray's probably in that second or third tier, depending. And then, you know, I, I also look, so that's what I'm looking for. So I'm looking for teams like, all right, the only way I make this pay, trade to get rid of Patrick Mahomes is if I can make a trade with a team that has Dak Prescott and something. Right. It has to be Lamar Jackson and someone. It has to be um, Trevor Lawrence and something. You know what I mean? It'd have to be a larger something. I was going to say larger. <laughs> larger something with Trevor Lawrence. But like Dak, Kyler, and, and um, excuse me, and Lamar, those are my next three on the quarterback rankings. You know, you and, have and been spending Lawrence. a lot of time with Scott Connor because that's the kind of stuff that guy does. You don't, I know, but I, I know I mean, you I, do because he's, he's into like the, ga- the gambling aspect of value. And I un- totally understand where he's coming from when he does that. I mean, I think along the same lines, and there are there are plenty of teams where I manage it like that because I, I just want to win the league. But then there are leagues where I have, like, my favorite players, and it doesn't matter, like, if I can move those guys if they're at the top of their game. Let's say I have, you know, Mahomes, J.K. Dobbins, D.J. Moore, Stephon Diggs, Rashad Bateman, and I, I have a, I, I've picked up all these guys that I actually believe, you know, believe in and, like, now, you know, that's probably not the best way to handle if when you're in, in 50 leagues because you might not win, you know, most of those leagues if you always play that way. But in some cases, you know, if you have a top player like that, why? And a two for one, I guess I can see it. But part of it is the fun, too, of fantasy football, not just thinking of these in terms of like my investment assets, I guess. I don't every think league. So. I, I, to me, it's all fun. Um, yeah. But I, I don't, you know, I don't think of them as investment assets either. But I definitely don't go. Well, I like this player most, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep him. You guys, but you that. do like Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. I love Kyler. So that's Murray. why you yeah. made that move. Talent-wise. So you kind of, you <laughs> kind of did it that way. But, that, but that's because I have him as 
basically, I think he can be either the second or third QB overall. See, and that's um, and that's great, and and that's part of what we've talked about before about getting something you like. It was the just that second piece part of it that I was just wondering mm-hmm. about. I mean, like, so right I mean, you know, when you're doing the second piece, you're like, well, it needs to be something that's valuable enough that I'm not going to be like, what the. F- did I just do right? Right, and it's got to be. It's got to be another starter. It has to be another starter. But is Javante Williams like, definitely a starter? I mean, if Javante Williams is by next year, um, by next year, be better be. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, not this year, but it's dynasty, right? It's dynasty. Yeah, but when you um, just yelled, he, he has to be a starter. We don't know for sure that he's a starter. Uh, okay, fine. I, uh, fine. His profile <laughs> indicates that he will be a starting NFL <laughs> running back and that he shall yeah, be successful. And you embrace some risk, but not a lot of risk. So, I mean, it, it's one of those trades. I don't know if I w- would care to do it. But you did take on some risk, which was ballsy, but, you know, not a lot at the same time because right. Kyler Murray's already been a top flight uh, yeah. quarterback in his short career. And Williams, by all accounts, is going to be the starter in Denver and, and, and is better than you know, running backs that were drafted ahead of him, perhaps in this draft. But um, well, yeah, I, Mike Michael's Mike always wants the certainty. Like, dude, we can't tell the future. I like no. how he presses you to give better, more clear answers, or <laughs> you know, more detailed answers because that because it does make make a difference in why you make a trade. It's not as simple as you know surface value, which is why we talk about it. So it, it's cool that he presses you to give more of the thought process behind it. And ultimately, I still didn't ask the question: Was did you choose? Javante Williams, or did he yeah. come at you with Javante Williams? No, that was my question. I chose. So. I chose. I choose. <laughs> I choose. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're standing up there. All right, so look, it's me. <laughs> I, and and maybe we talked about it for too long, but I do believe that that ultimately, if you're happy with it, that's the way to do it. And you got the guy, ah. like Jeremy pointed out, you really like Kyler Murray, and you believe that he's up there in the top three, four, yeah. whatever. So it works out. Ah. I'll just say it's a caveat. I'll just say it's a caveat. <laughs> as long as you're happy with it, because you think you actually won. Not because you think like, oh, I just like this guy. Like that's terrible. But know? that's not necessarily true because sometimes it no, does. it is. No, it's not. No, that's always terrible. No, it's not. That is always the wrong it's way. Not. To play. Fuck you. It's you not. You don't play on emotion. Yes, you do. Sometimes. This is, this you is just said. You just said this like twenty business. minutes ago. It's supposed to be fun. It's fun. It is. If you play by. You know emotion. it's fun. What? You know it's fun. Winning and yeah. winning trades. But again, winning trades is all subjective. You don't know for sure whether you want to trade. Yeah, there was some emotion because that was Kyler Murray and not Lamar Jackson. That was Kyler Murray and not Deshaun well, Watson. No. That was Kyler Murray and not another quarterback that Deshaun couldn't Watson. be a top five. Deshaun Watson, if he wasn't going to prison. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> But not All it was right. you know let's there was some away. emotion. Let's go away from prison this talk is, and everything. But this is a good talk. But yeah, I, I get what. Uh, but, but the reason I couldn't do the Dak or the Lamar side is because they didn't have the the other pieces that I thought would fit. Right. Like either or either what I, it. Yeah, yeah. Either what I would have asked for would have been too much. Uh-huh. Or it would have been way too little. It would have been like, all right, well, why don't you give me Dak Prescott and CD Lamb? But that's that interesting. Sound? But wait, that's interesting though, because you do send multiple offers to multiple people in leagues. Did mm-hmm. you try with the Sorry. Dak Prescott and the and the Lamar Jackson person, or did you just only go to Kyler Murray? Because if you only went to Kyler Murray, it goes back to Jeremy's thought of you were looking for Kyler Murray. It does. There, there might be some some hindsight bias there. I don't think that's what that means. Um, <laughs> did you try or did you not? Subliminal advertising. <laughs> I am going to say I didn't. I think I, I just looked at their <laughs> rosters. I looked at I their rosters and said, all right, I don't see the fit. Okay. Me you know, sometimes, 
Shane Git. Sometimes that does bring up a good point. Sometimes I should just go, you I know choose. what? I don't know that, you know, I don't know that I would accept this if I was on the other side. Right. It's not going to hurt right, yeah. to just go, it. well, you know what? C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott might be too much for Pat Mahomes, but let me see if he'll do it. Well, but the, the point is, is Pat Mahomes is like this blue chip name that somebody might go, holy crap. Yeah, I'll give you whatever you want, you know. So you just don't yeah. know, you know. Um, so should, you know what I should do, right? I should go to the commissioner and be like, oh, that, I, that was a fat finger trade. I fat fingered it. No, just offer Kyler Murray and Javante Williams for Dak Prescott. I'm just going to tell the commission. I'll be like, look, don't listen. Don't listen to the HQ episode. But, um, I fat fingered that. That was such an accident, that trade I made. Um 15 hours ago i just noticed it now can you switch that back and then um what's what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go make these offers and if then it's turned down we can we can put this trade back through that kind of sounds like something we went through in one of our leagues but let's not talk about that so uh right. <laughs> so we jeremy did. you had something interesting that you wanted to talk about on the show tonight where with a trade involving you and what shane and i think about it why don't you explain that all right, yeah. Um, so I got a trade offer, and I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, like I could go either way on this trade. I think both sides are uh, desirable, I guess. And in this league, I don't particularly need anything. Um, but it's nice to have a starting quarterback. It's nice to have a tight end and tight end premium. It's also nice to have a rookie quarterback that might be who knows um, if if he's the starter week one. He could be um, a, a nice wide receiver and then a second round pick in 2022. So like there, you know, I'm not sure which side of this would be more appealing to you guys. I wanted to see what you guys thought before I made this deal, or just kind of stood where I'm at and kept the assets that I already own, depending on what you guys say. Like if you guys agree on the same side of this deal, then I'll take it regardless of, you know, which it is. I'll either accept the trade or, or keep my player. For everybody that's listening right now, the other part to that is Jeremy didn't tell us which side is his. So he's going to present this to us without telling us which side is his. Shane and I are going to say which side we'd like. And if Shane and I both end up agreeing, then Jeremy will do the trade regardless of which side is his. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys want to hear it? Sure. <laughs> okay. Look at All right. So, <laughs> so do do you want Mac Jones, wide receiver Marquise Brown, and a 2022 second, or do you want Jared Goff no. and Noah Fant <laughs> in 1.5 premium? Which which side do you want? Shane, Shane wants the Mac Jones side. No, without yeah, even he's, talking. He's pretty. He's pretty. Uh, he's pretty easy to understand. I, yeah, I hate Jared Goff. I think I my feelings on him are well known. I think he's going to be a backup quarterback in the league by this time late next year. Um, if it was even one point seven five tight end premium, <laughs> I could talk myself into the Noah Fant side. I could, you know what I mean? Because I'd be like, well, someone's going to want Goff, and I can flip him. 1.5 doesn't do it for me. Doesn't doesn't make it move. You know what I mean? I just I just looked at it and it just sat there. It didn't move at all for 1.5. So <laughs> what, go what, what exactly are you talking about that didn't move? You know, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna. I like the, the McCorkle Jones side. Um, oh I like my it. God. I like it. I like it. 
<laughs> First of all, I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about that didn't move. But, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I think I think I can I can imagine Shane's Shane's like that about the the foosball. It, what about you, Mike? Which side do you okay? Which, which side do you like it, better? It's funny because. Initially, the first time we looked at it, the way Shane just immediately said no, he, first of all, for the audience, he's not hearing that for the first time. He's heard this before. Right, right. Uh, he's but, not so, that good. So he's saying no. <laughs> My initial thought, the moment you had told me about it, was I wanted the Jared Goff side because, first of all, with the tight end premium, Noah Fant, and Mac Jones isn't even the starter yet, and blah, 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 blah. However, the more we've thought about it, the more we've even in the pre-show talking about it a little bit without you telling us which side is yours. And even what Shane just said right now, I think I changed my mind from my initial thought. And I think I would Shane rather sold go. You on his well, side, it's huh? not so much that Shane sold me on it, but the more we talk about it, you know, I guess nothing on me moved either <laughs> with Noah fan in the 1.5. I mean, not so much that Marquise Brown is awesome, but maybe the 2022 second you can move. And maybe, just maybe, Mac Jones is the starting quarterback there in New England. Uh, Shane's shaking his head left and right and up and down and all over the place because he really believes that that is the case. And well, he really loves Mac Jones. He really yeah. does. So, like, okay. you know, but, but Shane does not play on emotion. So it's not no, about well, of course not. It's not the Shane. athletic profile make, of Mac not Jones. Shane. How the hell did we make a, me, me a Mac Jones guy? This well, because is, you say you, you, are, you, you, you support Mac Jones and Go, later in the first Mac round. Jones. Yeah, you do, Go man. back and listen to last, some of the last couple of episodes. And, yes, Mac Jones comes out of your mouth a lot. So Yeah, I think – yeah, I'm just – but that's not the point, really. I mean, I can show you evidence of how – you like Mac Jones in just an episode we did recently too, like Mike's saying. It's it's fine. I like him too for what he cost at the end of the first round right. in most cases or the top of the second and early drafts. Right, we got him. Yeah. You know, pretty cheaply and and but and his price is rising and he he you know he's becoming uh, closer to being starter material in New England. So the point of this deal right here is that really Jared Goff is worth shit, right? Yeah. To most people, Mac Jones is worth a lot more than that. Marquise Brown is worth something. This 2022 second is worth something. That side of the trade is if you sell those pieces even individually, you're going to come out ahead of selling Noah Fant to someone and Jared Goff to someone else. This deal was proposed to me, Jared Goff and Noah Fant, for my Mac Jones, Marquise Brown in 2022 second, and I didn't accept it. Good. So I wanted to make sure to validate myself and my choices that, you know, my buddies, my partners in crime here, you know, um, I, I did the right thing in um, not accepting that deal. And, it and I feel out, like I did. Yeah, and it worked out good with the three of us saying that. And, and for me, the last part of what I was going to say before is that 2022 second thing, like you just mentioned, is valuable. You can end up moving it. I mean, Noah Fant, without looking at the numbers and everything, where did Noah Fant come in? in the tight end rankings last year based on the points he did last year. Was he a top tight end? Was he a middle-of-the-road tight end? Oh, yeah. Shane's got that because we did that on a show recently, and we talked about Fant, you know, did well and and probably going to do better. So definitely a a guy I want to, you know, own on my teams, but just not enough to put that over the top. Shane, I know you have it right in front of you. I mean, he was tight end 11 points per game. So technically a tight end one, right? But that's not very impressive, to be quite honest with you. It was 0.5, uh, 10.5 points a game. Yeah. Uh, I, but again, that's only his second year in Fant's a guy. I love Fant. You know that. Yeah. Fant coming out of college was a guy that I was absolutely gaga over. And 
I wish he would have landed in Detroit because then he could be a top three tight end this year. Um, There's so many I, players that we wish would have got a better, yeah, no, <laughs> different I don't, I don't, spot. Yeah, I don't know that I see that in his range of outcomes uh, in his current situation. Now, can it improve down the road? Sure, but I'd rather take the the sure money in Mac Jones right now, who I love. Um, <laughs> Yeah, who you apparently, do. apparently you do. And my, my condolences to our buddy Andrew Hall and killing his deal that he sent to me on my birthday, trying to take advantage of my oh. uh, peace and relaxation. Uh, the birthday boy did not accept his trade, but it, w- it was the be- best offer I'd gotten in that league in a while. Sure. That's awesome. So look, one of the topics we were going to talk about were some of these rookies that might make an impact in 2021. And, you know, we, we've commented about Mac Jones. We've commented about Rashad Bateman. Um, but there's some other players um, that we, or actually the community was really high on that, that people thought were going to be great. So we had a couple of them on this list. Um, <laughs> Shane, I, I don't know whether it was you or Jeremy that made the list, um, but when it says, you know, rookies that will make a 2021 impact, and uh, the subplot is what the f- rookie wide receivers, because three wide receivers that a lot of people were high, had high hopes for all have news that, not necessarily news of the weird yeah negative yeah. that would not be very good when we're three weeks out from the season including jamar chase so what was it that had was it was it you shane or jeremy which one of you guys wrote what the f-? i wrote what the f- rookie wide receivers <laughs> um because it just it's not great right now you know jamar chase apparently can't create separation um <laughs> Now, just just so we're not losing our minds, um, this time last year, uh, Justin Jefferson was um, running behind Ola D.B. Johnson. Ola B.C. Johnson. <laughs> Ola B.C., yeah, yeah, you're Ola right. Ola B.C. Johnson <laughs> at, uh, at Vikings camp. Oh. But, you know, just, just not what you want to see for the wide receivers. You know, you got Devontae Smith has been out with a sprain MCL, right? Um, hopefully he should be back this week or the beginning of next week he might want to take an extra week with legs as big as my arms i think he might want to rest (laughs) rashad bateman uh we talked about earlier he went down in just a um, crumpled mass of humanity um (laughs) earlier the week and uh yeah crumpled mass Uh, that's such a maybe that should be the title a a crumpled Crumpled mass mass of humanity Hold on, I'm I gonna write that so one down. Good ones I know, week. really. <laughs> Put it on the show sheet. Good lord, a crumpled yeah. mass of you. He has a groin, uh, otherwise known as a groin strain. <laughs> Is it a groin? All I saw was soft tissue. Yeah, so I think I think that's soft what, tissue. That's what I read re, um, just earlier <laughs> before the show. Yeah, that it was a groin. They think it's a groin strain. No, it's a crumpled mm. mass of humanity. You that's would awesome. think. I love it. You, as a man, you would know if you're, you strained your groin, I would think. Yeah. I, I, I strained my groin. I'd be able to tell you, like, immediately, like, oh, that, that's my groin. All right. Okay. So you have, these, you have these three big guys that we've been talking about. But then on the show sheet, you wrote some guys that are in that next tier underneath it that actually have good news. So, and one of them was Jalen Waddle. I know prior to doing the show, you were like really into the Jalen Waddle news. So what was that? Oh, sorry. He's screaming at somebody right now. So yeah, and muted. I'm excited about this because we took Jalen Waddle um, a- as our pick in the DFB 
Yeah, exactly. So what was this exciting news about Jalen Waddle that you like? Because for me down here in South Florida, I'm ecstatic about it. I mean, it's not like exciting news, but he's just crushing it. According to camp reports, we got, you know, Barry Jackson and Joe Shad and David Ferenis, um, all verified guys, which I mean, obviously, if you're verified on Twitter, you're you know what you're doing. Oh, please, um, please, please don't go down that. Don't, don't go down that hole. What? Don't, no, they're, they're all just they're just talking about, you know, basically how, how good he looks. He, he looks good deep. He looks intermediate. He's, he's looking good on screens. His speed is off the charts. His uh, his yards after the catch are going to be something incredible. Um, so it's good. It's all good news for Jalen Waddle, at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, and Elijah Moore looking good in uh, Jets land. And, um, you know, uh, there are other receivers that, that we don't have to worry about as much as the guys we just mentioned that are that are banged up. But, yeah, it's, it's encouraging to see. But not that, you know, yeah, we Elijah ever want to see anyone hurt, but it's kind of cool to see these other guys doing well. Elijah Moore is um, continued. Now, that's the one. He's continued. And this has been the drumbeat since, like, the winter. Um, that he's going to be the wide receiver one there. Yeah. Um, it's looking like he's going to have a really significant role. And also just – Terrence Marshall side, too. Yeah, Terrence Marshall. Looking um, more like a wide receiver one than a wide receiver three. We'll see. Yeah. That's encouraging two, though, that's, that's DJ Moore's team. Got DJ Moore. But um, it just – Though just, Robbie Anderson got more targets last year, didn't he? But that was a weird team Petty, last year. Yeah, that was just such a weird setup. Like, hey, you know what we're going to do, Robbie Anderson? You're not the deep threat anymore. We're going to use you as the uh, uh, short guy. You're just going to um, be our decoy now. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, if you're Denzel Mims uh, guy too, um, yeah, you're in bad shape because he's running with the wide receiver seven, I think. I think he's the wide, rece- wide receiver seven in camp. All right, listen, we have been talking for 45 minutes. I can tell by the way your presentation is that you're just blowing through all these guys. So ultimately, what I (laughs) – sorry, I didn't mean it to sound that way. But ultimately, what this segment was supposed to be about was the fact that four months ago, three months ago, when everybody was so high on every one of these players and saying, this is the guy, this is the number one guy, this is it, this is it, this is it – you have to. Well, no, Jamar Chase is the only. Jamar Chase has been the wide receiver one of this class for. Like Devontae Smith got some hype after he won the Heisman, and there was like a three day stretch where people lost their mind and were like, "I think Devontae Smith's the wide receiver one of this class." But, but it was. It's always been um, Jamar Chase. Again, I'm not. I'm not saying Jamar Chase all of a sudden sucks. What I'm saying, the way everybody in this industry says, when we're in rookie season, this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy. No matter what, they say that this is the guy. And then by the time we get to this point where we're a couple weeks out, all of a sudden there's other people that may be the guy. So uh, the point of it Yeah, wow, there are actually other wide receivers in this class. Exactly. A lot of them. Exactly. So I'm just saying, in in, in May, you can't definitely say this is the guy. I'm not talking about just Jamar Chase. I'm talking about the whole rookie thing. Well, yeah, but this class is pretty much, except for the injuries, except for Javante, excuse me, Devontae Smith um, and now Rashad Bateman, it's kind of played out how everyone thought it would. Like, people thought Elijah Moore was going to wreck shop in New York. People thought that Rondell Moore was going to gonna basically be a, a phenom in Arizona and Terrace Marshall was a guy that everyone liked. The only thing people worried about Terrace Marshall was is that he was coming off uh, that phantom right. foot injury out of yeah. nowhere right before uh, the draft that came out. 
Okay, so what you're saying is what I was saying is meaningless, and you're saying whatever we all think in May is always going to be correct going into the season. Is that what you're saying? I hope he's not saying that. Well, you you can't say that because that's literally trying to say. But you just remotely what I said. But I said in this specific case, we just we we yeah. The bandwagon was Jamar Chase was the number one wide receiver in this class, and like you said, in a tier of his own, and then the other guys. I mean, I. I mean, I get where Mike's coming from. There's a lot of shit that has to happen before we know who the wide receiver one in this class really is. Right. And and also look at the waiver wires that we have in some of these leagues right now. We're out there picking up guys that are still on the waivers from the rookie draft because people didn't draft them four months ago. And now all of a sudden some of them are stepping up so people are getting them. I'm just saying that we don't necessarily know everything in May and to keep an eye on these other players. That's all I was trying to say. I wasn't speaking about Jamar Chase as the person we were talking about. There's a lot of rookies that we just don't know. Yeah, That's all. You weren't specifically talking about one guy. I get it. I mean, look, you spent all your money on Josh Adams a couple years ago going into the season, and now in didn't you drop 16, him this week? <laughs> in a 16-team league where no one is on the waiver wire. I know, but did you drop him this week to pick up who? I did drop him finally. And who'd you pick up? Several years. Um... I, I don't even think it was anyone good. Hold on. It might have been David Blau. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the point. My, my, yeah, my only point is to just keep an eye on everybody and don't always think in absolutes, and it's not always going to be that way. Hey, look, I, I picked up Quez Watkins in a whole bunch of leagues. And Quez is right. apparently having a good He's having a good offseason. Right, but he was available yeah. in almost every single league that I'm in, well, and he, he was a rookie been. last year. Well, yeah, but he was a seventh round. He was a fifth round pick. Okay, but but right now people are like loving him in Philly. So you just never know. No, that was my no, point. No, no. no, Philly's not loving him. It's 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 what's left. Let's see. Uh, I got. <laughs> yep. Yeah, nope. I most certainly, sure enough, did drop Josh Adams for David Blau. <laughs> wow. You know, so there you go. I look at HG one as like this fun thing that I'm never going to ever win again. I'm glad I won year one because like once you're out of it, you are literally never going to fucking get back in it again. And um, so like you could trade away your best players and get some picks, but it's like, you're just too far gone at some point. Like there's just, we have like Manilow's never going to win this league. Like he, he started wrong. He's never gotten it right. Dude's never going to win. There are some guys that that did it right by like, you know, making big decisions and big trades and it took them a couple years and they got there, but I'm never going to win it again. And so I just keep the players that, you know, I like on my team. And I realized when we set this up, the biggest mistake wasn't that we made it 16 teams and 850, you know, roster spots (laughs) is that this should have been a Debbie league because there's no way in hell you're ever going to dig your shit out once you're behind the, the eight ball. in this one, man, I, in fact, um, the guys from, um, Oh, what the heck? The hot sauce podcast. We're both trying to trade me the same week, yeah. like different players and Larry stuff. And, and I told them both. Yeah. And, and Justin kept, you know, I was like, dude, y- you got to do better than that. And Justin says, well, why don't you counter? And I'm like, dude, I don't even <laughs> dance with my wife. I'm not, in this league, I'm not even going to play with you. Like we're never going to, we're never going to get a deal done. It will just be, it will be, you know, just playing footsie. And then with Larry monkey, I basically just said, yeah. <laughs> this, this offers are terrible, <laughs> but like, it's just one of those leagues where you have to give 
up a lot to get something and like once you don't have the quarterbacks anyway it it's a lot of fun but not in the way that like i'm gonna i hope to win again someday <laughs> it's just a different kind of fun it is funny people can't see but you stuck your middle finger up yeah even tonight our waivers went off at eight o'clock and at 7 55 i was like oh shit i never went and looked and then i <laughs> I dropped like 370 bucks on Dante Foreman and I won him, you know, <laughs> I did funny. waivers in every HQ league except HQ one. I don't know why. And I almost did them in HQ two. And then I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I don't want to micromanage what Shane's doing for us over there. All that good work. So I like quickly just logged back out of that one. It is funny. Just uh, before we wrap this up, I do want to say this to you, Jeremy, if you look at the word Caleb Huntley, the running, the rookie running back for <laughs> Atlanta, if uh, in my 10 leagues, if I click on the name, the only two people that own him are you and I. <laughs> In all 10 of my leagues, he's either on my roster or yeah, yours. Yeah, that's a good get. I, that's I a, that's that a decent funny. running back, man. As soon as like in, you know, injuries happen or whatever, yeah, no, that, that is funny. I didn't realize I only own him in a few spots, but I did try to get him. Yeah, uh, yeah good. I, he's got an opportunity for sure. All right, Remember, so listen. HQ one, is Jason Huntley available? Uh, <laughs> he might be. <laughs> I, 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 I know you – he is. Um, you picked up what really pisses me off and just – I'll let us – log off after this no one wants to hear about our leagues i know um but dante foreman i dropped last week because he was still a free agent and i was like no one's signing him so oh now i feel just, so much and better now, there's literally no way that he isn't the running back one in in Atlanta in the next three weeks. Literally, I did what Jeremy said. I, I, I did all the waivers in, in three, four, and five. And then for whatever reason, I was like, oh shit, I never looked at HQ1. And I yeah, that, at 7.55, I did that. That's hilarious. Yeah, I needed to do something too. I didn't realize he was dropped. I'll tell you what, that bodybuilder in Atlanta is not going to be the starting running back. I mean, they might use him, but that that guy's not now. Javian Hawkins has a better, much better shot than that dude to play. Well, that'd be cool too. So listen, hey, we're going to wrap this up. We do have a couple other things we'll move it to the patreon which by the way when we're in canton this weekend uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna record live there i'm gonna bring all the equipment and everything like that so we're gonna do oh i'm so sorry jeremy's crying so ne <laughs> next week's show actually will be a live show from canton ohio that's what we'll be airing next week for our, our show and we're also going to be doing patreon stuff there so shane tell everybody about our patreon account um, be a patron. Uh, I, 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 we got away from like, at one point, like I was being honest with people and I was like, look, be a patron. Cause I'll like you better. And you get better shit when you're a patron. Well, it's the truth. Just become a patron part of, part of the crew. Um, you get the group me chat, which is on fire lit Liddy, um, just incomparable. Um, <laughs> you get the swag, um, you get the bonus podcasts, uh, you get some written stuff. Uh, I might be dropping some written stuff on there, um, this week again, too. Um, I, I don't know. Just, if you want to be better at dynasty fantasy football and you actually like to enjoy dynasty fantasy football, become a patron because we do both of those things really well. We're so much it, fun and we have a lot of fun doing it. And if you enjoy our show, we do have some funny stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that I cut out from the iTunes show, and I move stuff around. So, uh, Jeremy, tell everybody about our store. We have a store. You can find shirts, hats, stickers, mugs, much, much more. A bunch of new stuff coming down, too. Um, check us out at dthq.storenvy.com, dthq.storenvy.com. 
And check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. And check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Uh-oh, Jeremy, you just pointed at me. What was the pointing for? Good job. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, we're going to miss you, man. I wish you were coming with us this weekend. It, I'm going to miss you guys. No doubt. Going to miss you guys, man. You're going to have a lot of fun. I mean, we, we had fun two years ago. This is probably going to be a, a bigger event, you know, uh, you know, a better event in its second year. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll miss you guys. I'm sure you're going to have fun. Uh, I will be on vacation, but, you know, I want to hear all about it when you guys come back. I want to hear all the stories off off, off the air, too. <laughs> yeah, because you and I have plenty of off-the-air stories <laughs> from when we went. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you put your finger up. But uh, there was some interesting time. So, all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye, Shane. You're muted. Goodbye, Shane. You're muted. (laughs) Bye.